1: Get ready to just go with it. What's going on, you guys? Happy Friday, happy hour. Ashley and I have not sat down and done one of these in a while. Ashley, how the hell are you? I feel like I haven't actually spoken. Maybe
0: this was actually the longest break that we've had. I yeah, I was thinking about it. It was a week and a half.
1: (laughs) <laughs> no, I think it was.
0: We we're pushing two. It was pushing. It was two pushing weeks. two. Okay, a week and three quarters. If you haven't listened already, no. last week Abby was abroad, so I did a solo <laughs> interview with a really wonderful girl. Go back and listen to that. But Abby was studying abroad.
1: Where were you? I was studying abroad in the great country of Gatlinburg, Tennessee. <laughs> if anyone is Eastern familiar, Eastern Tennessee. I yeah I took a three and a half hour drive abroad to across the Great Lakes the Cumberland Lake um I don't even know if we passed that but I don't don't think you did we no I don't think so Uh, geography is really hard but we were up in the mountains having ourselves a girls weekend here in Tennessee and Gatlinburg is kind of like a rite of passage I feel like because everyone in Tennessee is like you know Gatlinburg this pigeon forge that and I I guess of the 10 out of 10 I 10 out of 10 recommend. Like, I would go back. There was a lot to see, a lot to do. The town itself, great people watching. Stellar. Now, here is the important question that I'm wondering
0: as well. I know that we say we want to visit so many new places. Do you consider this a new place, a new place on your list of new places, even though it was only three hours
1: away? I do. And I'll tell you why it is a destination. People yeah. come from all over to visit this place. And even though it was only a three hour, three and a half hour drive, it did feel like I was in a completely new place and seeing new things counts. I'm not counting like the suburb of Nashville, you know, like yeah, a, yeah. Mount Juliet or Franklin, Tennessee. That's not like a new place. But this Sun Tan City is neither. Like if I go and do a trip and spend a weekend in Knoxville, I'm counting that as a new place too because okay. like, that's a new city I've never been to, you know. You heard it here first, folks. So, if
0: I go to Palm Springs, it's a new place. Now, I've already had been, never, but yes. if you had
1: never been, yes, it would count.
0: um maybe overnight, maybe that could be the stringent thing that we do. So you look golden. Yeah. I was saying when we first got on the phone, absolutely stunning. a bronze Thank Greek you. God, if I've ever seen one. tell Thank the fans you. back home what they what they can get.
1: fans back home. This episode comes out on a Friday, but lucky for you, it is not <laughs> too late to get your free tan at Suntan City not sponsored. wish it was. I am up sentence city's ass. We have one down the street from me. <laughs> and I swear I don't understand their business model because every other week it's like free spray tan this, free month of that and it's like crazy. Like everything is so cheap. You know what? The only times I've ever gone spray tans it's either been free five dollars or eight dollars for the sprays because they constantly have deals going and this week is free all week long so
0: they've got yeah. the same business model running as costco giving away this food in the food court left right and center i don't know how they're making money off 89 just cent hot to dogs. give you
1: i think it gives you a little teaser like oh yeah this is what i feel like when i'm tan and then you're like oh i gotta I get one good. you know yeah. in two weeks i feel damn good thank you Do You feel like you're
0: riding the high, still the vitamin D high of your abroad trip to Miami.
1: I do feel that way because I have some melanin left over in my skin. I can still see (laughs) it. I'm not as pale and crusty and sad as I was before.
0: praise the good lord the good lord above um yes. before we get into the meat and potatoes i know that you hate when i call it that the meat and potatoes meat of the episode and Taters. the meat and taters of the episode i want to talk about some little dating anecdotes that i have for you
1: okay i have no idea what ashley's gonna say let the record state and i love when that happens
0: Which is very often because Abby's memory is like that of a a goldfish. (laughs) It's actually
1: really bad. That's something I need to talk to my therapist or you about.
0: Well, I think that's that's more for a medical professional. I don't think we're helping you out. Maybe I'll start taking some like brain vitamins. I think your attention span is probably at zero because of all the media time that you spend.
1: Like of the 122 times a day I open up TikTok, watch three videos and exit out. What is
0: your screen time (laughs) clocking at?
1: Like six hours and 45 minutes.
0: Okay, I think that that's normal? honestly No, I think that's I think that's fairly average for someone who consumes media. But it feels
1: like I'm on it like it feels like I wake up and my face is glued to the screen like for all day long. That's how it feels <laughs> and, to me.
0: And, but you have to take heart. You have to take heart is that you can't be alone with your thoughts. Therefore, totally if you're – you have to take – that, that's a good one to add that to the repertoire, you guys. Here are some little things for you. First of all, you're feeling Merle Haggard. Second of all, you, you have some Tom Petty cash on you. You know, five bucks yeah. here, ten bucks there, Tom Petty cash. You're feeling Merle Haggard. You have some Tom Petty cash, and now you are taking Tolly Hart. That and you is caught so me that, off
1: Musgraves. Oh yeah, and you caught me off Musgraves. You caught me off
0: Casey Mooseguard, Um Is the <laughs> other one. But take Tolly Hart. That some of your screen time is probably coming from the fact that you can't be alone with your thoughts. So if you have a podcast playing just while you're brushing your teeth, maybe the screen is on for a significant portion of that.
1: Oh, uh, maybe.
0: And also, internet research, I think, is furthering the mind. So I think that doesn't count as screen time. Also. <laughs>
1: Internet research. Well, to me, TikTok is internet research. I'm learning a lot on there. I'm learning how to laugh and how to live.
0: (laughs) Live, laugh, and love every day.
1: Yeah, in these conditions.
0: I saw a little bit, I read a little bit somewhere that the perfect relationship is someone who one partner would do well on Survivor and one partner would do well on a Bravo show.
1: And the hard thing is, I think
0: you're both of those.
1: I was just going to say, I could eat it up on either, but... What does that say about me?
0: I think that you're more of a bravo person than a survivor person. A survivor person might be a little bit more rugged, a little bit more strategic in their thinking, and you're just chaos.
1: I'm just chaos, and I'm also just like here for a good time, not a long time. Like, I'm not just chaos on two tan legs. I'll just like, yeah, I'll just like show up and be like, what's for dinner? You know what I mean? Like, everything's just taken care of. Perfect.
0: (laughs) But I think it's a good barometer if you want to be in an outgoing relationship. If you want someone who might stay in a little bit more, maybe don't follow this. But if you want to be in an outgoing relationship, I think that you have to (laughs) balance the two precariously.
1: Outgoing relationship, meaning like you and your partner are like out. You're both a little bit all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think that's really funny. I'm going to start thinking. To all the couples that I know and trying to place, like, which one of them would be the survivor of the couple and which one of them would be and the Bravo honestly, star.
0: Good first date question. If we were to become a couple, which one do you think is which?
1: Well, obviously, isn't it just going to skew more male for the survivor and more female for the Bravo? Not Because what what straight man is going to be like on a Bravo show?
0: You know they what could I mean? be on. They could just be on something akin to, like, Summer House or something. Or you could also say survivor versus big
1: brother. No, totally. That's more like in line. I would for sure be a Big Brother girl because you get to wear no, makeup, sleep in a bed, and eat food. And speaking of TV characters, I feel like I'm getting more like Samantha Jones by the day. Okay. Actually, great little transition. Good. And you didn't even know yeah. what I was going to say next.
0: I, uh, <laughs> I am been urging, urging Abby to go back and watch Sex in the City because you never watched it growing up, did you?
1: No, I never watched it in full, but like episodes would be on here and there, and yeah. I got the gist. You know what I mean?
0: I feel like in, in my... Maybe late high school, college youth. I watch more or less all the episodes, but never, ever in order. So now I have started sparingly watching them in order, and it's a world of difference. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with who's who, and you could not be more of a Samantha if you tried. And I, she's, one, she's my favorite, I think. And yeah. I know that you she think she's just real. raunchy, having sex with everyone left, right, and center. But if you watched it again with these adult eyes, and you take out yeah. the the fact that she's having sex left, right, and center – you are her. She is you. She has so many empowering quotes. She's such an empowering character. Such a good, solid, solid friend. Such a girl's girl. And I really think that you would relate to her so heavily.
1: Oh, okay. Well, this is making me want to watch it because I feel like I see a lot of clips on TikTok recently and it's all like Samantha Jones this, Carrie that. And it's like growing up is realizing that Carrie a lot of the times was the problem and that she was like the center of a lot of issues, but you're meant to like worship her as the main character when you first watch it but yeah i think um watching it through adult eyes would be like so different it's such a different experience
0: okay literally start tonight i'm so eager to hear what you think and you what's are, it on? i'm blessed to have a samantha uh, as a best friend um thank you it is on hbo i think i'm sure it's on more okay. than one no it actually is on hbo because it originally
1: came out on hbo Good to know. If anyone wants to go along that journey with me, let me know.
0: The <laughs> yeah, episodes are
1: only like 22
0: minutes or something. So that brings me great into the next next thing about dating that I wanted to bring up. I had a, one of our best friends tell me this a while ago, and I don't know if she plagiarized it from Sex in the City or she came <laughs> up with it in her own original mind. And then I haven't seen it, but I'm pretty sure it originated with Sex and the City, and it's the City Cab Light Theory, which is that men – just dawdle around. And then when the moment is right, when they are ready to settle down, they marry who is in front of them.
1: I can tell you that there's a lot of Kelly Lovelli-esque people on TikTok saying that exact thing, how men don't marry for the right person. They marry when they're ready, like whoever Mm -hmm. is up to bat at the point of life. So us as women should be looking for men who are – seem to be in a state of readiness, in a state of readiness for commitment and settling down because quite literally, if they're not in that state, we're all wasting our time. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and then – well, the theory is is that when they're available, the cab light – when they are available, the cab light goes on and the first woman Mm -hmm. that gets in that matches the basics of their life is good to go. She's the one.
1: You know what? I think that there's a lot of truth to that because honestly – I, I think we're both one of those, these people, I won't speak for you, but I'm one of those people who always do (laughs) doesn't, please speak for me, be my spokesperson who doesn't believe that we all have a soulmate. I think that's like, that's a sweet idea. It's a little ridiculous. If you're asking me, like even I, as a hopeless romantic, if you will just think that's kind of dumb because I honestly think like there's at least a hundred people in my life that I will encounter that I could have a very happy life with. They're just going to look very different but they're all going to be happy and we'll be content with a lot of different people. So if we all viewed it that way and we all just waited until whoever was up to bat for when we had our state of readiness, like, Maybe divorce would go down.
0: <laughs> yes, that's absolutely true. And then also I have more questions for the wise counsel. Do you all believe right. that? <laughs> or what are your thoughts on in the other woman when she, however old she is, and she's going hysterical at the bar. And she's like, when I met him when I was 24, when I was 24, all the options were out there. The option was anybody. And now that I'm 38 yeah. or whatever, the options are nobody. Do you think the good ones are all Did you all just go and you have pull to that for-
1: out of the top of your head, that quote from that movie? No, I think about
0: it all the time. That's impressive. I it's impressive. Okay, okay. Well, and also I'm t- I'm 24. So it's like the options are right, everybody.
1: Right, right. And now now she's saying she's 38 and the options Whatever are. Whatever like, she no is, one.
0: 38, 40. And she's like, the options are literally no one. And then there's SOS. been other movie scenes where it's like we have to wait for the first wave of divorces to come around. If you don't totally. if you don't strike while the iron's hot. Do you think that's true?
1: Yeah. I really do think that's true. And like as sad as that is, damn. Yeah. But then you're like, a
0: good one. And if you're still single, you're a good one. It's like the whole thing me? where people say well the, the proverbial you. Like if you are the still single me. at 30, you're you're a good one, so there's got to be another good one out there. It's like the people that say you're never going to meet your husband in a bar and it's like, wait, but
1: I'm in a bar and I'm marrying quality. Right, but I'm <laughs> at a bar. Right. That's so true. Flip the script. I don't know. I just think for some reason the stigma of like a 30, like say you're 32 and you're a woman and you're single as can be, but like you have and you're every, panicking inclination to be married and have a family like the normal stuff but if you're 32 and single as a woman that's a lot different than being 32 and single as a man because the men 32 are out here dating women who are like 26 25 and the women who are 32 male 32 is a woman 27 yes and a woman who's 32 is trying to date men who are at least 32 because men are idiots okay and then yeah, to make and it most a of those paper. at that age, most of those are already
0: settled reading the fiction book Ghost by Dolly Elderton and she's like 32 I think and she's back in the dating game for the first time in 10 years and oh, her best friend is like hey in case no one told you people are talking about kids already by the third date because we have no time to waste like the clock's ticking we need to know if this is a I can get behind
1: that I can get behind that like lay it out but on I, the table like why are we wasting that? our time? Yeah that's true by 32 you know if
0: you want kids and then not to I'm acting like Carrie Bradshaw with all of these different Erratic ideas. But I was talking to my friend this weekend, and she was saying that it's the best to get nab a guy who you're his first serious adult relationship because if you're his second or his third, he's always going to have. First in the back of his mind, and what happened to her oh, and stuff. Man. Like not actually, like it's not a tried and true thing. But like, if yeah, the cards yeah, fall yeah. that way, you better hold on to him because he's. If you break up, you're always going to be the back in the back of his mind. And the next Damn. guy you meet, the last girl or the first girl will be in the back of his mind always. So if you're the first, you're solid. You better
1: lock him down. That's interesting. And in, in that same vein, I feel like first I'm love. Sort of We're talking him. about in love, obviously. Right. I had, like, a God complex when we were younger of, like, taking men's virginities because I'd be, like, (laughs) no matter what they go off to do in in their lives, like, I'm still going to be the one that, like, took their virginity. You know what I'm saying? And it's, like, a power move. I'm, like, hell yeah. Okay. I know that you thought that. That's funny. Let's rock. Yeah, my first two boyfriends. Let's rock. (laughs) they They were both, let's rock, let's rock today. They were both virgins when I dated them. And then, therefore, after I dated them, they were no longer virgins. But um, have there been other folk? I. That's a good question. I need to do some more reflecting before my <laughs> list. Um, but so I that think you have staked that was, a claim as someone on them, on their heart and their my claim. Oh, yes. I think I've had multiple men be in love with me before. It doesn't have to take yeah. sex, you know. Yeah, Word of on course. the street.
0: <laughs> but do you think that? Apparently. Do you think that? That's there's any validity to that, that they're always they might always in the back of their mind be reflecting on the first person that they loved always.
1: Yeah, I think no matter what, you're always comparing the people that you've invested a lot of time, love, and energy into. And I think that's just a human experience. I don't even think we try, but like currently in the situationship that I'm in, a lot of the times, just subconsciously, my brain will be like, Oh, that's that's different than how. The previous person did it or that's yeah. better or worse or just you just your brain does that and I think especially for men if they really open up and they really get vulnerable with someone for the first time like that sticks. but I think there's a lot of benefits to dating men who are have already gone through a couple relationships like actual relationships because yeah their first, maturity. like you have to teach them everything and they're so and, dog. and you have to literally build a bear. Like, you have to build a boyfriend. You have to tell them, like, this is how you have to act. And it's just, like, exhausting versus somebody who, like, has already been through it a few times. Like, they kind of just get it. Mm-hmm. Beat them down into submission, like breaking a horse in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like breaking a horse. Literally, Crate training. You the break puppy. them down and
1: then you build them back up and then you remind <laughs> them who did that to them. <laughs>
0: we're talking about building healthy relationships maybe not healthy I don't know Abby's staking out to take everyone's virginity in the state of <laughs> in the East that was Seaport. when I
1: was like 20 how hey. old are you? I'm 20 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry kid she's taking some cough syrup before we got on um but in terms of building healthy relationships we wanted to talk about building a healthy relationship <laughs> with exercise because I know for both of us there's been times before god damn it the American Red Cross calls me every day at 6 o'clock <laughs> 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 you want me to donate blood? Um, I have um, the universal one. That's why they call. Um, oh,
1: good to know. Good but to know building healthy relationships.
0: Um, I would donate to you even if you weren't in a pickle. Um, oh, having healthy you. relationships with exercise. And I know there's been times in both of our lives where exercise has been like a death sentence to us, and times mm-hmm. where it's been a joy. So let's get into the into all that.
1: Well, j'adore exercise. I can't. <laughs> it's wait a to new start perfume.
0: One. It's a new perfume line coming out. You didn't
1: hear? J'adore exercise. Uh, I am, like the poster child of somebody who went like a complete 180 in the way that i view working out because i i don't know if it had to do with like my body dysmorphia my body image issues or whatever but like truly i could not have hated the thought of going to a gym more than when <laughs> we were in college like literally just asked my my boyfriend at the time like he would try to get me to work out like for fun And I'm like, I can't think of a single thing that's less fun than putting on a bunch of clothes and go sweating and like getting heavy breathing and just feeling uncomfortable and gross and like doing that in public, like around other people who are doing that. And it just, I was so self-conscious and like everything about it sounded awful, 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 awful. And so I used to think the people who were like super into the gym saying like the gym is my happy place like blah blah blah. I thought they were actually clinically insane I was like there's no way they definitely still hate it I'm like they still hate it for sure like they're just lying to us to get us to buy something like to buy into their mantra but then something flipped a switch in me because I just started forcing myself to do it over COVID and just started going to the gym and I wanted to be healthier and I wanted to lose weight which I did shout out to me now I'm like obsessed like I cannot go More than three days without going to my workout classes or, like, being active in certain ways. And it brings me so much joy and happiness. And I finally get it. I'm like, oh, the gym is your happy place. Like I understand now. Okay. I was wrong. Okay? I was wrong.
0: I've always been someone who's been, like, in a semi-moderate fitness, I guess. Did you go for runs in college? Yeah, but not until – actually, I bookended it. Freshman and senior year, I would. Um, (laughs) But the most – in terms of fitness, would be like yeah, going for a run, for example, or like hiking with something easy, but definitely never going to the gym, never going to workout yeah. classes, nothing of it's that. It's intimidating. Nature. Yeah, nothing of that nature. But now I view it as every single little thing that I do is just one little little deposit and looking better and living longer because I'm vain so yeah. looking better but of That's course I mean. also living longer and one of my friends she went to go inquire about a gym pass the other week and I went with her and the you know how they intake you they're trying to get you to buy whatever the best one so they were asking her all these questions and I already have a pass so they were asking me and she was like why do you come to the gym and I said great question great question yeah. and
1: so glad you I was asked. I like, I don't know.
0: I was like, I'm so glad you asked. I literally don't know. I was like, I would like to maintain the way I look into a much older age. And I never, ever want to be the person who's out of breath, walking upstairs mm-hmm. with people or just doing activities. I just don't want to have to be out of breath, you know, ever. And especially just the older you get. You have kids one day. I don't know. you want yeah. to play with the kids. I'm not like you where I feel like I need to lift double my weight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to maintain the way I look now. And I never want to be out of breath.
1: And right. I live And a long I think time. that's really valid. And you want to live a long time. And that's so cute how you said about the kids one day. Because eventually we are going to have to be like running around, wrangling those things. And that's tiring. Yeah.
0: And I never yeah. want to be like, oh, God, I don't want to get off the couch and go play soccer with them in the yard. Like,
1: I don't want right, to sweat right, right, too right. much. So I figure now yeah. is a good
0: time to have building
1: blocks for the rest of my life. In addition to those reasons, something that I found as I've switched my mindset into how I view exercise is it's helped me build confidence in the way that I can A, keep the promises I make to myself. Meaning if I tell myself I'm going to work out four days this week, or if I tell myself I'm going to wake up early and go to this morning class and I complete that and I complete those tasks, I'm keeping that promise I made to myself and it puts more trust in me that I can do the things that I say I'm going to do. I'm true to my word. Um, And then also, just challenging yourself is really fun. And it, if, if you can work hard and you can get through certain workouts and push yourself, it just kind of translates into other areas of your life because you're like, oh, I worked hard and pushed through some adversity in the gym. I can do that with work. I can do that with relationships or with, with whatever like hard thing that's going on. If, and it's it seems almost silly, but you're like, if I can do, you know, like a hundred burpees in a workout, I can do this, you know?
0: It's really hard.
1: Burpees are really hard.
0: And I feel like people also get so hung up on, well, right now it's really trendy to do Pilates. It's really trendy Mm -hmm. to run a marathon. It's really trendy to lift weights. But you literally just have to find what works for you, whether that's swimming even, something like swimming, whether that is – Exactly. Or um, bar class or just like any number of things. Stop forcing yourself. Spin. Stop forcing yourself to do what your friends like or what everyone that you follow on TikTok is like. And I think that you just really need to explore so many options a certain amount of times until you figure out what you think you click with and
1: you can look forward to even. And I think people sleep on walking because walking is actually so, so, so good for you. It's easy on your joints, much easier than running. It's low intensity, so you can go for a long time. You could get an hour in each day over your lunch break or wake up earlier or do it in the evenings when it gets a little bit lighter outside. But it's so good for you, and it's a good intro, and it's free. You can just go outside and walk or walk on a treadmill if you have an apartment. Um, it's a good place to start. I started doing not 12, 3, Are you familiar with that? Oh, of course. I don't live on a rock. Well, thank God. Well, oh, we my TikTok, 30. sometimes I think you'd be like overwhelmed at the amount of fitness stuff that's on there <laughs> because I was scrolling the other day and like every other video would be like a girl lifting or showing different weight forms and all the stuff. I'm like, this is getting excessive. Like my entire TikTok is all gym stuff. But I went to the gym the other day and I hadn't done 12, 3.30 before. So I was like, let's just try it. And honestly, it was a lot harder than I imagined. So I did a modified version. I did 10 330 and I was checking my watch and I was still in the fat burn zone. So really, all it takes is just starting, like start somewhere, even if you have to start with a flat walk and you don't do the incline yet, like that's totally fine. Everyone starts somewhere and it just makes you feel accomplished every time you get to do a workout.
0: Yeah. And I feel like also, I for sure at times I've been in the mindset of, oh my God, I have to go work out. I have to do this. I have to take these number of steps because I've eaten X, Y, and Z. And, you know, yeah. I'm especially drinking. I've been drinking X, Y, and Z. So I have to take this many number of steps to counteract. And then, oh my God, I've only burned this many calories because it takes an arm and a leg it to takes burn a, a long time there walking. And I feel like that could just be such a roundabout mindset to get into. And I think that such a building block is focusing on what you actually enjoy and whether you have to force your, almost like a dog, reward yourself. Like, yeah, for example, something that I enjoy to start off whatever workout I do is doing the Stairmaster for like 25 minutes. And that's an episode of Sex in the City. And I look forward to that so much because that's the only time I Aww. watch it. And then after that, it's like, okay, let me go to whatever class after or do whatever else.
1: That's actually impressive that you get on the StairMaster for 25 minutes. It's really hard. Nothing if not a good cardio.
0: Yeah, let me five tell you, minutes is
1: hard on that thing.
0: When I, when I got my wisdom teeth out,
1: the surgeon
0: put on all this stuff and he was like, are you an athlete? And I was like, no, I just like do cardio here and there. And he's like, you have a really, really low resting heart rate. He's like, Or do you just not get nervous? And I was like, I don't get nervous about anything, really. And he was like, okay, that's a problem. Your
1: low resting (laughs) heart rate. I wonder what mine is. Now I'm like wondering if anyone will ask if I'm an athlete.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You should figure it out. Um, New life goal. Unlocked. yeah. Saying are you an athlete? Do you have a low resting heart rate? Um, But – and then also, like I was already saying, don't force yourself to do anything. Like Abby said earlier, I used to run in college all the time. There's been times in my life where I've gone through phases of running. Right now, I literally can't stand it. yeah so, so much for the half marathon that I said I was gonna do so it's like yeah, okay remember that <laughs> I still might give me a few months and um so instead it's like okay master, that's a different type of cardio that I can yeah. enjoy and reward myself with
1: and I think that's the first thing people think of when they're like getting in the gym because especially the weights and the weight section can oh be really I still don't go to the weight section the right now because it's all men <laughs> Yeah. No, that's the thing is like, especially in our college gym, it was like all these giant beefy men. And I was like, I'm not going over there. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to use any of the stuff. But the thing is, first of all, most gym communities people are a lot nicer than we give them credit for. Like you think it's just all scary and the vibes are off, but people in general like would like to help you. And that's something beautiful about the world. And then secondly, if you hate cardio, we've got to do something else because that's exactly what was wrong with me is like in college when I would think about it, I hated the idea of like running on the treadmill or doing the stairmaster or whatever. Like it just sounded awful. It sounded like literal torture (laughs) and a lot of it stemmed too from like my unhealthy relationship with food. Like, I'd want to punish myself. Like, the exercise would be a punishment for what I ate. And that's not the way to think about it. That's a terrible, toxic way to think about it, yeah. but that's the way I thought about it. Hence why I hated the idea of working out. But now I just do it because, like you said, it helps you live longer. It puts a little money in the bank of your longevity of life every single time. And plus, I really enjoy it because I've made a lot of friends at my gym. So if you're listening to this and you're, new to town or you just feel like you need to make some more friends, the gym community is such a good place to meet people. Like I have met so many girls here that I look forward to that I'll text and be like, which class are you going to today? Can't wait to see you. We're so strong. We're so hot. Like pushing each other to lift more (laughs) or whatever. We're so so strong. We're so hot. Like it's just so fun. And then you look forward every day to seeing those people. And I love that. Okay. I feel like I need to join a more specialized gym because I do –
0: want that and I do have friends that specialize gyms where it's obviously more community in that so what are some you said that you obviously could not be forced to work out in college if your life depended
1: on it you were no (laughs) like you could have given me money you could have like paid me and I still would have. so "Eh." how do you feel like you got into it well in all honesty I had to move back home the year after college because it was COVID when we graduated 2020 depression got and Yeah. And there was no jobs. And so since there was no jobs to be had, no Nashville job for me to move for, I had all this extra time. And I was like, what the hell do I do with myself all day? I don't have any friends in this town. I didn't grow up here. I don't have any friends from school I can hit up. Plus, even if I was in my hometown, I would have no one hit up anyway, because (laughs) I hated that. I hated every minute of that. But that's another thing. That's something else to unpack. But." Yeah. So my dad has always gone to the gym consistently my entire life. He's always gone three to five days a week, like in the mornings and stuff. And he's been an athlete his whole life. And that's the thing too, is like, I was an athlete my whole life, which there's an interesting pipeline from like athletes to eating disorders, I think, because like the, just the intensity at which you're playing your sport from like literal first grade, like, and then just gets more intense every year. Like it was just crazy. Like the things we would do with exercising, Um, but like it was all mapped out for you. And then once you're like trying to go to a gym with free weights, you're like, actually, what the hell do I do? Um, but yeah, I was I was back home. I was with my dad. I started just going three days in the mornings with him, and I just started with the treadmill because that's the least intimidating thing ever. So I just got on there and then I would walk and I would run. And I really wanted to lose weight. That was my goal. I started like being more mindful of what I had eaten that day and I used the my fitness tracker app and you know me I get really obsessive with things so I got like nothing if not obsessive nothing if not obsessive and that was the heaviest I've ever been in my life was like that summer 2020 and it was really a wake-up call for me I was like I'm not taking care of my body like in any way shape or form like this is really bad um so I decided to make a life change and then once it became a habit it was like genuinely ingrained in my lifestyle. Like it is a priority for me and it's never not Mm going to be a priority for me for like the rest of my life because of how it's ingrained into my schedule and into my life. And I love it
0: And if you are struggling to, like, figure out maybe dietary stuff, um, workout plans, and you're just like, where the hell do I even start? Do I even want to lose weight? Do I want to build muscle? What do I want? Well, you're in luck because we have our sponsor, First Form. And linked below is their app, which it comes from with a nutritionist, a personal training coach, a bunch of different classes that you can sign up for online, a different workout plans. Everything is 100% customizable. And like I said at the beginning, they ask you when you sign up, do I want to lose weight? Do I want to build muscle? Do I want to maintain my weight? Do I mm-hmm. want to gain weight? Um, and it will completely customize that from there. So that is linked below. And then they all, we also have for you a bunch of dietary supplements, protein things. This is Abby's forte. You could tell I'm trailing off. Abby hit it.
1: (laughs) You're like, yada, yada, yada. The the, the protein thing is Abby's
0: (laughs) turn to chime in.
1: (laughs) My turn. No, but really quickly on the app stuff, I actually think that's a really great deal because if you think about it, if you were like wanting to take your health and your nutrition into account and hire a nutritionist for a little while, like – that's going to cost you an arm and a leg. And then 100%. also, especially if you wanted a personal trainer, that also costs you an arm and a leg. But this app I think is like 12 or $13 a month. And you can get both of those things and just a plethora of knowledge and a direct person who's like your advisor. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's called what they're called. Maybe it's called your coach, but they like talk with you. It's like a real person. It's not some robot that's like do this and blah, blah, blah. Like it's actually people who care. And I've loved our partnership with First Form so much because we have like bi- bi-weekly calls with them. I ask them questions. We have an advisor. <laughs> we have our own advisor, shout out Paige. And I will literally like text her a question about like one of the products I'm having with like my supplements because I have really specific fitness goals and she's so helpful and everyone like really cares about your fitness journey. And it's a really nice, they're like in your corner, which is the nicest thing in the world. Um, yeah. But I, additionally, I, I tried a new protein bar. I got a oh, new shipment this month, um, the mint chocolate cookie. Oh, was it good? If it's good, I'll get that one. Absolutely, okay, delicious, I'll get that, Ashley. I can't get over it. You're it tastes. Kidding. You see, she said like, she was obsessive. <laughs> I'm obsessive. No, but I have had every brand of protein bar in my life. Yeah. Like I have really, truly tried them all in first form. They're doing something right. It's like crack the mint chocolate Speaking cookie. It's doing something right.
0: I forgot who sings It's
1: so good. And also the one before it, I had the peanut butter chocolate pretzel one. Mm-hmm. Also 10 out of 10. Both of those, mwah, chef's kiss. Couldn't mm-hmm. have more good things to say.
0: And then they also have a bunch of workout gear, which is always going on sale. And I Apparel. love the leggings because I like how high they come up on you over your stomach and how oh, tight good. they are. I feel like they yes. are very all-inclusive of your very body. Com- very compressive. <laughs> very compressive of your body. I don't like if leggings are just moving around yeah. too much. So it's big annoying. fan of that. Size up in my opinion, my professional Yeah, size opinion. up. I
1: like am wearing no- a first form sports bra right now. And I got lots of compliments on it at the gym. Um, they have a lot of good staple sports bras if you're just like looking for yeah. some more ones. And they're really affordable. And so I actually got this in three colors. I got this in white, the punch pink, and this neon green. Oh. And let me tell you with my free spray tan from Sundance City plus this neon it's green. Probably- It was popping. traffic. People were eating it up. Oh, well, speaking of stopping traffic, I was walking across the street today on my walk, and this older man on a bike was, like, riding beside me. Like, he came up to pass me, and he goes, ma'am, you could stop traffic. They're they're sure not going to hit me if you're walking across the street. And I was like, thank you, sir. Have a good day. (laughs) It was really
0: goofy. Okay. So what are some practical tips if someone is never stepped foot in a gym and they are wanting to get started in your opinion? Our non-professional opinion, non-professional, but hobbyist opinion.
1: Yes. Hobbyist. My first steps would be to A, stop overthinking and just start. Everything Mm. is less overwhelming. If you can just get your foot in the door, literally just force yourself, drive yourself there. And then once you're already there, you're like, might as well go in. Mm -hmm. My second tip is don't don't go so hard at the beginning. Don't try and kill yourself and get overwhelmed and like lift all the weight and do the really hard cardio for an hour. Like maybe we start yeah. with 30 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. maybe we just do it so that you feel like you accomplished something. Like don't take it too easy, but don't, don't go so hard on yourself that you're like, I never want to come back here. Like this was the worst. Like we got to ease into it. Let's it's be not realistic. It's Yeah, it's supposed to be enjoyable. Try out the different things. And my third tip, this one's really important. When I first started getting into weightlifting and I knew I wanted to do some more strength training stuff, the weights were confusing to me. I didn't know how to use the machines. I didn't know how to do a workout split. And for those of you who don't know what a workout split is, it's like which days you do upper body movements and which days you do lower body and like which days are glute focused, which days are hamstring focused, like, you know, breaking down the body basically. I was so confused how to do any of that. And I called Taylor up. I called my friend Andrew and I said, you, sir, you're always in the gym, aren't you? I see you lifting weights and stuff and I want you to show me how. And he said, yes, sign me up. So my sweet friend, Andrew from home was training me and he would literally walk me through all the workouts, through all the machines. And it was so, so helpful because I learned a lot and it's so much less intimidating when a friend is showing you. So find someone that you know. We all know someone who knows what they're doing around a gym, okay? We all know someone who knows someone. There's, If there's a will, there's a way. We can think of somebody. And so just ask them to show you, even if it's, like, just a couple times, just that initial knowledge will help you so much.
0: I think that you should also make a list of maybe – five different types of workouts and figure out what you actually like. For example, I like going to the gym maybe. I like going to bar class, Pilates class, spin class, a hot yoga class. They're all free the first time. Literally Google it. Any studio you could possibly imagine Every studio
1: has a free like week or like a $10 Mm -hmm. for 10 days this or whatever. F45 is free your first seven days everywhere I'm pretty sure. Totally. So make a list of five and then
0: look up those deals online and do those five. Try them out. And try what you like and then maybe pick two of them and keep going and figure out what you like from there and get it down to a science and find something that you actually enjoy and aren't forcing yourself to do. For yeah. example, I have no desire to do hot yoga. <laughs> I have right. no desire to cling weights. Great. We got that out of the way. Um, Perfect. So figure out, figure out what the hell you like
1: and just shop around. Just shop around. That's what I did when I moved to Nashville because I was like, "Oh, I remember you were on a frenzy.
0: How many different workouts can I go to, and how many different neighborhoods?"
1: Yes, I was all over the damn city. I was doing the free trial at every. You were running around town. (laughs) It was really fun, though. It was like an experiment. Yeah, and I found Title Nashville. Shout out to Uh Title Boxing, and I was like, "This is so exciting and fun, and I loved it. And it's different every day." Um, but mostly what I love about doing a workout class is you don't have to plan out your workouts at all. You literally just show up at the time and tell you what you're doing. It's so mindless. And there's, they, these people are trained. So they, they have it down to a science, like how much weight you should lift at different percentages to try and get stronger or what have you. Um, and they have all the reps written down for you. It's like very nice, honestly. So 10 out of 10 recommend.
0: So if nothing else, give it the old college try. See what works for you. Live a little Make longer. Make this year your bitch, for real.
1: Do <laughs> different types of parenting style. <laughs> okay, I'll give it to you straight. The thing <laughs> is, the only person standing in the way between you and your dream body is you. It so also, true. In Santan besides City. Besides the dream, yeah, in Santa <laughs> City. And besides the dream body of it all, it really, it is true what they say. It does help with your mental health. 100% Christ. it does. The endorphins. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's crazy. <laughs> like if you have stress and anxiety, like going to the gym consistently, I promise you it helps. Like it helps so much. It's so wonderful.
0: And if you are down at no- with nothing else, you can say, you know what? I made myself a little better today by working out.
1: Yes. You accomplished something that day. It's the same idea as making your bed first thing in the morning, like completing uh, a task. If you work out each day, Or, you know, most days of the week, that's like a lot of accomplishments that you've done and it makes you feel like you can keep that train rolling, you can keep that ball going and you're like, I Mm -hmm. can accomplish something else today. Speaking
0: of good mental states, we have a new segment for you.
1: We have a new segment. It's not named yet. Ashley, I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Yes. So Ashley and I have the kind of relationship where it's like (laughs) manager to talent and it's also like- Yes. Stepmother and- to child,
0: nanny to <laughs> nanny to uh, uptown girls, Dakota family. Right.
1: Mrs. Doubtfire to whatever their names were, the three rats running around those kids. <laughs> That's kind of like and what the thing, it is. The and the
0: like- thing that keeps me up at night and plagues me is you're going to put your children under that umbrella. I know I'm going to raise more than just my own kids. I'm going to have to raise yours too. You're going to have
1: to raise mine as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think I'm I'm I've gotten better over the years, but I think part of it stems from my only childness. Like I just 100%. like to overshare. I like to overshare. And I like specifically with someone like Ashley, who's one of my best friends, like I need to tell her all the things that like go on in my head. And they some go of on it is my day. fault
0: because I there's nothing I love more than to indulge Abby. To uh, I know. both of our detriments. It's bad. Whether it's taking yes. photos, listening
1: to her, I love to indulge. <laughs> she indulges me, so I keep on going, you know. It makes you a brat see how more, more can every day. Yeah. But because of that... I have a lot of times where I'll have thoughts throughout the day that I will want to share with Ashley. Ooh, like, I don't know if I should really find a therapist to unpack that with, or if I could just talk it through with Ashley and then feel better about it. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll start a list on my phone of like called therapy or Ashley. Yeah. Therapy or Ashley. Here are the different things that I'd like to share with the class and then we'll.
0: So right now we'll go with confessions of a 20 something drama queen and Abby will now confess something which is more not necessarily confession just a gripe that she has.
1: Just some thoughts that I've been pondering that I wonder if I could yeah that I could unpack with a therapist but instead I'm going to do it for free live on air with Ashley.
0: Your uh, insurance doesn't cover therapy I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Do you think we should probably just do one an episode, like one thought to unpack? Okay. So the first one for me is, this is kind of the thought that I had while I was driving around that kind of sparked this whole idea for this segment, because it was really, truly something I could unpack in therapy. But I was like, maybe I'll just try talking it through with Ashley first. And that's what started this whole thing. So I was thinking the other day about my future and how I'm going to be a mom one day. And most likely I might have a daughter, Lord willing. That's 50-50. And yeah, it's a good good <laughs> chance I have a daughter. And I was thinking about how I'm like super girly and very the in girliest. your face mm-hmm. and very outgoing and very theatrical. And I was think I was really worried. I was like, what if my daughter grows up and she's nothing like me? Like nothing at all. Like no similar interests. You know, like maybe she's a little bit more of a recluse. Maybe she's like one of those artsy kids, which is totally fine. But what if it's like, I I just cannot understand her. You know what I mean? And she like yeah. grows to resent me because I'm like the way I am. So that terrified me. But then I had a a second thought, an aftershock thought right after, which was, oh, my God, what if she grows up and she's exactly like me? And that also scared me a lot. Yeah.
0: And to that, I say...
1: And to I say, good day, sir.
0: If she grows up and she's just like you, you get yes. what's coming to you. You put your mom through hell. I know that for a fact. I did. <laughs> you put some of us through some hell. I know that for a fact.
1: <laughs> so you're saying like karma will come back around? Totally. Karma's and, not a relaxing thought. <laughs>
0: on, the, on the flip side of that, though, you – if she's – very much like you you knew exactly where you were coming from as a child
1: Mm -hmm. I could like get
0: it you absolutely can get it and you'll have to step out of your own head of course to get that but Mm -hmm. if you do step out of your own head you'll understand like oh this is what I thought when I was 16 and this is why I did these actions at my parents house um (laughs) and you will be able to relate even more in that way If she's the opposite of you, I think you're underestimating how much you'll love your kid once they're born. And they're just these wonderful things that you'll nurture. And it's just so fascinating to watch them grow. However, I do kind of have that same fear that I might behave like Reese Witherspoon in in Little Fires Everywhere, how she can not relate to the youngest daughter. And she's from improper. And the daughter's the opposite. I'm worried I might be like that. Um, And to that, I say, I've never been a parent. So I don't know. But I do think (laughs) you're underestimating how much you have unconditional love for your child.
1: I think that's true. But yeah, I think back to like my childhood and how I just turned out so different from my mom. Like we have a lot of different interests and just different personalities and everything. Like our whole vibes and our aesthetics are completely different (laughs) and it's just very funny. Um, But like we get along, like I have a good relationship with her and like that, that just means like I could still have a good relationship with my daughter even if she's like so opposite of me. But I just feel like I need to work on my tolerance levels. Like I feel like I don't tolerate totally. You don't tolerate anything. (laughs) Anything like out of what I enjoy. Like if I'm a really shy, awkward, quiet person, I'm not very good with them. I like don't. You don't tolerate
0: anything out of your own reality, is what it is.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of sad.
0: It is sad, but you're underestimating. (laughs) (laughs) you're underestimating yourself because i've told you this before about yourself you are one of the kindest people to strangers not to people you actually have to interact with to strangers that i've ever known that are different than you i've observed it time and time again you're so nice to people that are different than you that are strangers so i i hope and i pray you can carry that through to your kid you just your tolerance wanes for the people that you actually know which is fascinating
1: That is, that's really interesting I think you're they be not because, super nice to the people in my no in my you circle. are
0: you know you are I'm just saying your tolerance is very low for things but I observe your tolerance with strangers that you'll never see again and it's through the roof and interesting. That, it might be because you know you can act up with the people that you love because they'll still like you no matter what
1: yeah maybe I don't know what should it be is
0: studied in in a box, yeah. I don't know. I like to
1: always boil everything down to just only child syndrome. It's always easy to. Well, point there's two at types of only problem. children.
0: One is the kind that their boundaries are too strict. Don't touch my stuff. I won't share mm-hmm. with you. Don't don't be around me too much. And you're the opposite, where you have no boundaries, and it's ridiculous, and you don't yeah. know it's not okay to use people's stuff and. <laughs> walk around naked and uh, (laughs) to come home and be wearing their clothes and they say take that (laughs) off I just bought that the tags were still on it what's wrong with you and you know and don't kiss my home best friend (laughs) at at a Thanksgiving party like that's just not okay like you don't have any boundaries like you that
1: stuff goes over your head so there's two types of only children (laughs) you're the latter (laughs) i know this about myself and i yeah, will yeah. say i can report i think i've gotten better with that and
0: also you're an open book
1: <laughs> too open, open as can be it's like i don't even have a-, a cover or a bookend it's, well, yeah, it's just- like you're an audiobook that doesn't stop you're just you <laughs> <reading>. coverless <laughs> yeah yeah yep you can see what right were you there? saying i have i do think i've gone
0: better though with the boundaries thing that's good it's only because you've been forced to be around people that don't know you from adam
1: right like when I'm really comfortable with people the boundaries are off all bets are off um, but I also think that I have learned to protect my peace a little bit more and I see like the need for it because I feel like in college I was like I didn't understand the idea of protect your peace and I didn't understand that other people had different social batteries than me and I just was like not getting it like I couldn't really see from other people's perspectives very well but I do feel like I've learned that quite a lot in the last few years which is good it's called growing yeah. up.
0: Yeah, but with your children, I don't know. I think that's a very valid fear. But I also think that when you do have a child, people are just so grateful that it's healthy that that like it is yeah. kind of paramount to everything
1: else. That's so true. Yeah, who cares if it likes to paint or if it and, likes to be in the theater or if it likes to play sports? Like, who cares if it likes painting? <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. If my child was like a gifted painter, they would be sick as hell. Do all the wall art for us, please. <laughs> Then we'll really be swimming
0: in walmart We'll be swimming in it. And I think that also your fears will go out the window if you ever end up having a boy because a boy all bets are off. Like it just what is. Oh, what I it think is. I would just get along with a boy so You just rough well. him up and grab him by the scruff and stuff and take him to practice. I can't um, wait to be stiffler's mom one day. You already are. Um <laughs> You you already are when you go and date with people younger than you. Um, I'm going to name and- my
1: child Stifler so that I can <laughs> be Stifler's mom.
0: I'm give him middle name Stifler. Um, and I think you're also forgetting that you have, uh, hopefully, your husband with you for the long haul and that
1: he is also a support system. Lord not willing.
0: In this- well, Lord willing that, yeah, you guys stay, stay together and stuff. You're forgetting that he's someone to lean on.
1: That's true. And hopefully we can be real open and honest and I can be like, do you get our kid? Because I'm not getting her. I'm but I also know you, and I
0: know you'd be raging with jealousy if he was closer to your kid than you were.
1: Oh, my God. New no, fear you unlocked. Even had yet. <laughs> unlocked. Oh, my God. I'm going to die. Yeah. But I can just see my ovaries like actually exploding with like watching my husband play with our little baby kids. Like I just I'm not going to be able to take it. Like my heart's going to explode. I was also
0: watching Modern Families passably on on, in, on the TV the other night. And it just seems so wonderful and just so fun to just be a parent and have like your family live around you or like your friend or something. And you're just raising your kids and you guys hang out and the kids go to practice and just the stability and the pretty house of it all just seems so wonderful. And I think we're just getting older and boring. Yeah. I don't know what it so is. So there is
1: a draw to that. There is a like, draw. Like it just seems
0: kind of lovely and just the scene. I think.
1: The healthiest balance is when you get to live out your wild, crazy 20 something years and not feel like you missed out on those while still getting to have that Homey, slower lifestyle, family, take the kids to school, kind of vibe. Because you yeah. got to experience your twenties, like you get to do it all, as long as yeah. you just kind of do it at your own pace. I think that's what it is. It's
0: the pacing. And then they just always go over to dinner to other people's house, to the family's house all the time with other family members, and everyone just has kids, and it just seems so lovely and ideal.
1: Yeah, like- I just want a house full of bustling children. That sounds yeah, so fun. Yeah, yeah. and a basement at the Romo to watch a movie. <laughs> yep. How cute. Yeah.
0: Well, that was a tangent, but I think that you're overthinking it. And I think that that's a bridge to cross if and when it, they're a painter. Um, and <laughs> if and when they're they're in theater, I think that's a bridge to cross when you get there. And I just think totally. that you're overthinking it and you're underestimating the amount of love and wonder that you'll have for a child being their own free agent and getting to grow and blossom.
1: Okay. Well, thank you. I feel liberated from that. And I don't, I no longer feel like I have to go to therapy. So
0: it's a new fear. And it's that your, your offspring is closer to your husband than you.
1: Yeah. That would suck so much. Are you kidding? (laughs) I better be everyone's favorite parent. (laughs) (laughs) I better be everyone's favorite parent and I'm going to make them lie to me and say that I am, even if I'm not. Including other people's kids. Yeah, are people I get better one, love Auntie Abby the best.
0: I could 100% see you also coaching a rec league of kids, after school oh, totally. sports, being an assistant coach, totally. running That'd around be so with fun. a whistle. Yeah. Ultimate yep. Stifler's mom. Um, okay. Well, on that note, <laughs> I don't think either of us is reading right now, so no snack time.
1: Yeah, no snack time now. Stay tuned. Maybe we'll pick up I feel a book, like a I need- book again. I got to get back on the train, really. I'm really <laughs> off the rails with the reading, like really, really.
0: Sorry. Um, so if you don't already, and if you haven't heard this before, go ahead and follow us on TikTok, Instagram, um, Abby's Amazon storefront. We have a bunch of links in the show notes below for some commissionable stuff. Help us to help you. Um, and subscribe. Leave a, a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And, you know, Suntan City, free week. You're hearing this on Friday. You got a couple days if you live in the greater Nashville area. And you, you might run into Abby there.
1: Love you guys. Have such a good weekend. Bye.